0: In this week's episode of Gridiron Japan, John, BJ, and myself sit down with Colton Runyon, who presently plays nose tackle for Club Bears in the X3 division. Colton is also a former player in Tokyo's Urban Football League, as well as a former player in the United Kingdom for Cambridge University and the Cambridgeshire Cats. Colton also is working on a PhD in Asian Studies and is also a sumo wrestler. In addition to our talk with Colton, All four of us sit and talk about the week that was in Super X-League play. So with that said, on to the show. Welcome everybody to Gridiron Japan. And uh, this is a rare Monday night football recording for, well, at least for me. Uh, John and and BJ are over there on the uh, other side of the world. It's Tuesday morning in Japan. And we've got with us today, we've got uh, a guest, Colton Runyon, um, who, you, who you many would know from John's great article on him, uh, sumo wrestler. And John, as we bring Colton in here, tell us all about Colton because he's, uh, as, as I read everything, I, I, you know, we always call you the interesting man, most interesting man in the world. <laughs> but colton's like your like your protege here i i it's so uh go on and you got the floor
1: yeah colton's only famous because of me he's <laughs> only involved in, he's the only way anyone knows him is because of me no he is uh a bit of a legend in in the world of sumo amateur sumo colton as a uh, how many world championships and world games have you fought in? Two, three?
2: I've uh, I, I, I lost in three of them.
1: You've lost so. in three, yeah. I
2: didn't that in win common. in any either, but yeah. yeah.
1: We have that in common, lost in three world championships. But uh, Colton is uh, doing his PhD, I think, in Cambridge on uh, sumo from back in the day. Really back in the day. And uh, he's a former amateur wrestler is also now doing... Well, actually, still doing sumo and winning tournaments in Japan, but also playing for an X3 team, the Bears, Club Bears down in, in Kansai area. And Club Bears, for people who, obviously, I don't think many people would have heard of them, but they used to be a, a fairly strong team in Japan about 25 years ago. They used to regularly compete with Panasonic Impulse. They used to beat uh, fi- Finies, on the regular as well, and uh, kind of fallen on hard times and down in the fourth division of Japanese football, but Colton has also played in Japan on a UFL team, the Urban Football League, which is based in Tokyo, uh, the Robux. So he has experience uh, not only in the X league, but in one of the private leagues in Japan. There are several private leagues unaffiliated with the X league and uh, the levels vary. Some of them are actually stronger than the lower divisions of the X league. but at the top level, obviously, they wouldn't be. But yeah, so he's and he's also played on Cambridge University Pythons team. And uh, I can't remember the name of some other local team in in England when he Cambridge was. A Sheer Sheer Cats. Coach. What is it?
2: Cambridge Sheer Cats.
1: Cam- Cambridge Sheer Cats. So, yeah, you've played Colton has played football in a few different countries. He's done sumo in a whole ton of countries. And uh, yeah, we're just privileged to have him on today and get to hear about a different side of football in Japan.
0: Welcome, and, Col- and Colton, with uh, with your football experience in Japan and Europe, mm-hmm. you are from Texas. You're from Dallas. So the first question I got to ask is, did you play football um, in high school in Texas?
2: Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, one of the unfortunate things, uh, one of the unfortunate consequences of my life choices was I skipped quite a few grades um, and. I'm only five foot nine as it is. So a 14 year old who's a senior in high school is not on the varsity team of a Texas football uh, high school football team. There's no way, especially when you have people like Cole Beasley was my high school quarterback. Oh, so you got okay. NFL guys who are on your high school football yeah. team. You're you're not going to get on there when you're a few years too young. No.
0: And so how old were you when you first started? When, how old were you when you first suited up?
2: Uh, I first put pads on when I was 27. Oh wow. Wow, and i've put them on every year since i've at least i've tried to other than the pandemic years but yeah yeah it was pretty late okay
1: that was with uh robux right that
2: was the team
1: i I was the one who was pushing you to take up football because you were doing so well in sumo and we used to be talking about football all the time and i was saying you really really need to do this game you really should take it up when you're in japan and yeah you start a guy from texas started football in japan
0: and with your sumo skills, obviously, <laughs> those pay off at the nose tackle position. I mean, it's like, you know, perfect, mm-hmm. you know, for, from what I know. And, you know, I played high school football myself, though I exactly. mostly sat at the bench, but I was, I did play, did play on that defensive line at the practice field. So I, mm-hmm. I, I get what playing that position is, playing the nose tackle position is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, with playing football in Japan, mm-hmm. now you've been in Japan how many years before? We go more into into the football side. Um, just your your time. What's your timeline in Japan? How long have you been there?
2: Uh, well, the the short answer is off and on for the last thirteen. Some years more off, some years more on. But it's like two years here, two years out, three four years here, then three four years at Cambridge. Came back for the one year here to finish up the PhD, you know that sort of thing. So back and forth. But most of my adult life, I came here at twenty. Okay, I'm turning thirty three, and I'm always. Japan, Japan, ten, tangential. Like I'm, I'm, always adjacent to it at all times, <laughs> one way or the other. And so um, you
1: are just oh, you ahead. are still at Cambridge, but you are based now in Kyoto University, right? Yeah,
2: I, I got a I got a full year grant to come study at Kyoto University because um, they're, they're you know they're going to have resources here that we don't have at Cambridge, and obviously I study the Heian period, so being in Kyoto makes sense since that was the capital at the time. So, but yeah, they, they essentially, I'm mean, essentially being paid a salary to read the same stuff I would have been reading anyway. So it's pretty fun. Nice. And your nice, Sumo
1: nice. research that you're doing is based around the period before the year 1000, is it? Or around the year 1000? When was the um uh,
2: So without getting too deep into that, um, I mean, the Heian, Heian period Sumo starts from the beginning of the Heian period, which is at the end of the eighth century, all the way up until 1174 that's the last tournament but the big the peak of not only sumo but also horse racing archery and all these other sort of physical competitions was at the um, height of courtier dominance which is known in Japanese as Ocho Koka which some people that know their Japanese history will know the name Fujiwara no Michinaga it's around his time period so we're talking the late 10th century early 11th century this is when there's tons of different types of competitions going on private events athletes for lack of a better term, it's slightly anachronistic, but athletes are actually receiving um, money, they're receiving gifts, they're actually receiving land for doing well, um, and then it kind of dies off in the 12th century when uh, the court starts to lose a lot of its
1: own power. So you're in Tokyo, uh, you're in Kyoto now, you're at Kyoto University, which uh, BJ is wearing his Tokyo University, he should I see they are uh, academic rivals, the two I guess there'd be kind of the Harvard, uh, Harvard and Yale, or Oxford and Cambridge of Japan. Those two universities, and um, in football terms, both of them as well have fairly mm-hmm. strong programs. Although Kyoto obviously is a, is a lot stronger traditionally. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that you obviously you're doing sumo and you're involved. But what we probably want to know most about is. How do your experiences at an independent league in Japan and the next three division four in Japan and then like the two different teams that you played in in England, how do they Mm -hmm. compare in terms of like preparation level uh, football IQ we had Aaron Ellis on last week and he was saying like the big difference between Japan and Europe is the IQ like the you know the background of the players so um, you're obviously not coming from a football background, but you grew up with football and you know a lot about football so can you just talk a little bit about that, the level differences and the experience differences between those different teams? Sure. All right. Well, we'll,
2: we'll just do it chronologically. So we'll start with the private league in Tokyo. Um, with the Robux, uh, I, w- I was really glad that I was able to start with them. It was, it was a very, um, they were very welcoming to bring me in. But that was very much what I had thought of as a stereotypical weekend warrior kind of team. Um, we once played a game with only 13 players like the whole game. And, and they told me before the game started, they're like, just every play do 60%.
1: <laughs> we
2: were just going to try to get through this game and just kind of, you know, and there was never any real sense of, um there was definitely no concern with winning or losing. There wasn't really a huge concern with getting better. We, we would sometimes do practices in sloped. I mean, <sighs> We, we would practice on this sloped grassy field that was within 20 30 feet is the river and then behind you is is the is the pavement like it, it, it's nowhere to practice hardly anything at all. Um, but the games the games were really fun. it was really nice to put on pads and and hit people, which is something I hadn't ever done with pads anyway. Uh, <clears throat> and then I went to Cambridge and the interesting thing about Cambridge, well, there's a few things. One, I mean, I played for the university and the adult team. I'll talk about the university team first. The university team is unique in that of our eight linemen, so your five starting offense, and then we had a, we had a three front. Six of them were doing their PhD. One was a med student, and the other was is now currently doing his PhD. So we probably had the most intelligent line um, but that doesn't necessarily translate to, uh, football IQ necessarily. <laughs> um, the vast majority of, of my Cambridge teammates had never played before. They normally watched the NFL. Um, also it was very interesting. I was the oldest player on that team by quite a margin, um, which is very different from the adult teams in, in any of the other situations where I'm kind of in the median age range. Um, but at Cambridge, you know, it was mostly 18, 19 year olds who had grown up watching some NFL, some rugby, and then they're like, hey, let's try football. So there was a lot of, um, or rather there was a lack of football IQ, um, while well, there was a, a great propensity of normal IQ, but there, there was a lot of people, you know, focusing on their studies rather than playing the game. But it was also interestingly enough, because they were trying to grow the college game quite a bit there in England, they cared a lot more about it's the only team I've been on where we had a coach who would put in players who should not be playing the game currently simply because they've shown up to practice and that they're at the game. So like they want to get them involved and be like, hey, isn't it cool that you tried football once or twice? Like it was kind of more like a um Almost like an advertisement sort of thing. Then there are sometimes like in, in a game where we're losing, and then a key starter gets taken out for a backup who is a backup for a very specific reason. And you had a couple people, like me as an American, looked at them. What? What, what are you? We're losing the game. Like you, you have to put. You have to put our guy back in. Like we, we, we need our full contingent here. Um, thankfully, I there was no one who was behind me. So there was never any time I came off the field, but, um, that did happen a little bit. And then the adult team in Cambridge. So that team, that team's, um, that was, that was a good team that the year I was on it, we got to the semifinals of division one, which of course would be division two in England. And just this year, they got themselves into the premiership. So, and we were only one game off a couple of years ago. So that, that was that was a very different level of play from both of the two leagues I'd played in before. Uh, That team was like, we had a proper amount of coaches Um, that team, you had to actually work for your, your position. There were people behind me. There were people in front of me, you know, I, I didn't get a start until I think like the fourth or fifth week. And they would normally bring me in against run heavy teams and not pass heavy teams, which makes perfect sense for the kind of football that I can play, um, which just means that we had other people who could do that sort of thing in the passing game. Um, <clears throat> that team was a bit um, bit rowdier. Uh, that th- th- I've I heard you guys' talk with Aaron uh, previously and there are there were some guys on that team that definitely had no other outlet for their aggression and they really just liked putting on pads and having an excuse to go hit somebody. Um, and, so, and sometimes this would bleed over in, in like practices. A- every once in a while, a, a, a scuffle can break out, that's fine. You know, there, there's, there's a bit of testosterone running around, a bit of aggression, but <laughs> just a little hippie, yeah. Um, you know, but we, I remember the very first practice I did with the cats, there were four fights in a row, play after play after play, and not the same players. And I was, and the, the coaches finally broke it up and said, look, you guys are on the same team because you guys calmed down. But I was looking at them like, why are you guys acting like this? Like this, this is, we are on the same team. This is a bit undisciplined in my mind, but I liked the aggression. I liked that we cared a great deal about winning. Like I actually, I, I really appreciated not automatically starting every game, um, which is kind of odd for me because I prefer to start as I think most players would, but I, I liked having to actually earn that spot. Uh, but I only played with them for one season before um, I played the next one with Cambridge and then COVID hit. So I wasn't able to do any more with them. Now I'm over here. I sent out uh, when I was here in Kyoto, I sent out feelers to the Kyoto uh, college team, because I know they're, they're quite good and I wanted to play for a college team again. And then I sent out to two teams, both named the bears and uh, club bears was the team that uh, contacted me. And they were they were really excited to have me come down so I went down I played with, you know decided to play with them they've been very gracious to have me there the the level there is uh definitely higher than the, the 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 UFL um definitely higher than Cambridge although Cambridge is a unique situation in that it's essentially an Ivy League in England so you know we play in the bottom division not nearly as good as the teams that we played in uh with Cambridge cambridge sheer cats the cats um so and i i know the, the of course the important thing there's i'm playing what would you say division four right so it's division four versus at that point when i was playing division two mm. so th- i think there's more of a, th- there's a bigger difference there necessarily than in anything else i can't really go one to one um <clears throat> but it's been it's been interesting to, to play with the bears um <clears throat> it's interesting to learn quite a bit about their history and um, how many players on that team were, were in, you know, the top divisions or even on the national team. And they're still on the team, which I think is is a great testament to uh, the, the team mentality over here and, and the lack of ego, despite having so much success and dominance. Um,
0: Sounds like a true love of the game. Yes, you
2: know? yes. I, I think I mean, everywhere I went, except I mean I think everyone loved the game in one way or another. It's just uh, like the, the 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 cats, for example, they they really they really liked winning games. Um, and they really hated losing. Like they're the only team I've been on of all of them that every player really wanted to win and lose. So there is a concept of, of really viewing the game as a proper competition. You know, Cambridge was just a lot of people who were very interested in a sport that's from a country that that they've never been to and they wanted to break away from like the rugby and the rowing and the tradition of Cambridge. And it's where I made all of my friends at Cambridge as well. So, you know, I I have, we were all very tight knit there far more so than any of my other teams, um, because I think we, we all kind of communicated on multiple levels in both sport and academe. Uh, And then over here, I mean, the Robux team, we we played a game with 13 people. What else do you need to do? What else do you need to say that the love of the game? It's like, there's no way you win this game. There's no way this is fun. Like, I don't think anyone's pretending that that game is fun, but, you know, it's better than not playing yet. And then with, with these guys, uh, with the bears, it's, it's been, um, it's been really interesting to see, you know, there's a lot of guys who like, like, you know. Like I said, that they they they've, they don't have the kind of egos that normally would come with the kind of success that they had earlier in their careers, and they do just want to keep on playing, which is so, quite inspirational as as I'm getting older.
1: The it, Cambridge Cats that you played yeah. on that adult team in England, what they're in Division Two of the in, the whole English league system. Well, they're
2: they're currently in the Premiership now, which is the top they, they, they were. They, they were in division one when I played with them hmm. so we, which is the second highest obviously right tier two right yeah tier two so,
1: so now they are when you're saying Premiership you're talking about like the entire country is how, yeah. I'm not really sure how their league works Do they have a yeah. regionally right
2: so, so they have a north and a south for yeah. everything except for the top and then the top's the whole country if, if I remember cor- if I remember correctly but I know for us we were we were divided. And if I if I remember right, then like the, the the top the top two teams from both the north and the south end up going up, and then four teams get relegated down, and then the premiership's the whole thing. I I could would be it be
0: that. would it be similar to this the the structure of the of the of the soccer leagues in 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 England and Scotland and and, and that
2: I would know even
1: less about that.
2: Unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
1: Okay then. So then okay, so Cambridgeshire Cats, right? So that was that was a full team where did those players come from then? You said the guys in Cambridge University, you had a lot of 18, 19 year olds that were just like trying out football, like they're in the university and they're doing different club activities. So how about the Cambridgeshire Cats players? Where did what was their background like mostly? Okay, so almost
2: every one of those players played football in college. Um, so, and, and they, they were starters in, 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 college and they, they enjoyed the game and they wanted to continue playing the game. I was the only foreigner on the team. So there's no imports. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, and also everyone, not, that's not true. We had one Canadian as well, who was there for one year. Uh, and we had, no, I'm sorry. We had two Americans. I apologize. Our running back was, was, was in the air force. Um, he's just on the other side of the ball, so I didn't even think about it. Um, so we, we had a couple imports to the team. Um, well,
0: that's, and that's what I was going to actually going to ask you, too, in terms of the influence of the bases that are nearby. I know, um, um, well, I know Alkenberry, I know one of the smaller bases, hmm. um, Lake and Heath, and um, yeah, Lake and Heath is nearby. So how much of an influence, and I think you've kind of answered my question in terms of the influence of the American Air Force being near nearby so not much of it just one or just a couple players and that's about
2: it yeah we, we had we had one we had one airman and yeah. then uh we had one coach who was american he was a defensive lineman i'm not sure he was military if he was he was at um but the the uh our running back was currently an airman at the time of playing with the team so
1: okay but, but was, you said that team is a better team than the one you're currently on, Bears. But Bears, like you said, they had a lot, they have probably a lot of coaches and, and people who were around in the 90s heyday. So you had a, you had a lot of, I would will say that, that football IQ question again, like you would assume that inside Bears, that there's a lot of people who would know football on a more, a deeper level, we'll say. So what um, do you, are the Cats just like a, a stronger physical team or like in what way do you think they're a better team?
2: Well, um, so the cats are the only team that I've ever had a coach, like a defensive line coach. Period. Um, I, I don't necessarily think he was particularly great at his job, but I—I I mean, I—I I always want to be coached. I wish I was coached. But every team I've been on, I mean, half player, the teams don't even coaches. have a. Line coach, let alone a defensive line coach. I've I've never had anyone look at my stance and go, "No, you're doing you're doing this wrong. Like you need to do this. You need to widen this. You need to move this. You need to, mm-hmm. your pad level should be hitting here." Mm-hmm. Um, with Cambridge, we had an O line coach for a little bit, uh, but then he went, and I had to become the de facto defensive line coach in the second year, and you know I was doing a lot of that research. At Cambridge, we we had a guy. And th- there were some, so for example, I mean, he taught me the the most common um, thing that I teach every team now, which is the ball on a stick drill, you know, which is, is is completely rudimentary. But up to that point, no one had ever done the ball on a stick drill. And for those that are done with the ball on a stick drill is the, the defensive coordinator or defensive line coach will hold a stick that on the end of it is a football and he'll start saying cadences while all the defensive linemen are lined up over the ball. And the point is to wait until the ball moves to move because obviously as defensive linemen. You don't listen to what's being said. You watch. So it's a really good uh, practice to make sure no one does any encroachments or any offsides, uh, which is a really, really helpful tool in everywhere that I've been since Um, with the bears. I mean, I didn't meet the defensive coordinator until there was a dinner. And even then he just, he just, you know, told me, I'm the king of the defense to which I responded. No, I am. And then he told me, no, that I'm, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm the coach. And I was like, okay, all right, fair. We're, we're not going oh, to have any issues then. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, but even then, like, so the line drills that we were doing, um, there was quite a few that I brought in for, for, for training purposes so I would say that the Cambridge team was the better coached team of all the teams that I, but again, I think that's more of a division issue than right. necessarily a, a culture or region or anything like that.
1: Right. Because if you look at bears, when they were Michael bears, 97, 98, 99, when you're looking at like the games, of them playing against Panasonic, they have the full staff on the sideline. Oh, sure. Like, like any other X one team now would have you know, like 20, 30, 40, similar teams. to the
3: NFL counterpart then, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about the actual <laughs> gameplay itself? So, you, your uh, your beard came up in conversation before we uh, we came on air here. So, oh, in, yeah. in terms of play on the field, like, and uh, we'll say, like, the dark arts of what goes on inside the trenches, <laughs> That the more are, <laughs> you know, they call that in rugby. I, I don't know if you guys know rugby, the scrum. Like, they say, yeah. You know, normal humans don't know it's it's the dark arts that go on in the scrum so yeah yeah when i was growing up like i used to i used to know guys who were in like junior high school high school who were playing rugby and they would mm-hmm. you know they would eat garlic before the game because like <laughs> your your head is in you know and they're just like, <laughs> like just stinking up the place to like you distract the opponent and or hey. uh, when they got like 18 19 they wouldn't shave for a couple of days before the game so like in rugby they have the heads together so they're just try to tear the face off the opponent with their beards, you know, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff goes on. So how about the dark arts in uh, football in England or in Japan? Sure.
2: Well, the, 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 there's two very, very distinct cases. Uh, the first one, when I played for uh, the, the Pythons, the university team at Cambridge, um, their new I played a team that their new head coach was our center for the cats. And I had made a fool of him quite a bit. Uh, He spent most of the practices grabbing the back of my helmet to make sure I wouldn't get past him when he was, um, and we're in practice. So I don't know why he's doing that, but he taught, or rather he told his center, the whole game to cut my knees, every play, every single play that, that center snapped the ball and went for my knees. And, um, after a few of those which were quite frustrating I just took I just I just stopped for half a second for the guy to go down on his knees and then he kind of fell forward because he kept always hitting my knees and this time he just went down and I went by and I might have stepped on something and <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then went through you know and then it's like mm-hmm. Dude, just don't don't go from like my... and I had to talk to the guy afterwards like what are you doing why are you hitting my knees mm-hmm. And he's like, that's all we could do. That's, that's 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 what that's just the best thing to do against you is to go down there. And I was like, all right, well, that was that was pretty low. Um in Japan, what I've noticed in the in the games that I've played both with the Robux and although my beard wasn't as long with the Robux, it is now quite long. Um, is that the centers and guards really like using it they like put the, the, so i think it's because it, it, it kind of gets lost in my face cage so they don't think anyone's going to call it for actually holding the cage because that's what they're doing and they're just yeah. holding on to that and they're pulling as hard as they can even my own teammates i have to stop them in the middle of play and just like smack their hand, like what are you doing like that, that, that's my beat like leave it alone we're practicing it's fine put your hands where they're supposed to be but of course it's not against the rules so I think for this next game, I'm going to have to, um, I had a, a, a teammate yeah, it. who was a Sikh. And, and of course he had quite a long beard. What he would do is put in a, he would tie it up and then put a bobby pin underneath and just fasten it up, which I think is what I'm going to have to do.
3: Or you can just go full Viking and just beard it. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> just two beards just coming down.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I'm, if it's long enough
1: at this point, but that that would be, that would be fun. Or just shave and put on a fake beard and then start screaming when they pull it off <laughs> <laughs> no don't shave that beard
3: yeah, yeah i was about to beard. say
2: great prank john but
1: only from a guy who can't grow this yeah no i'm uh don't i don't feel a, bad john my, i can't grow one of those either is uh, never trust that never give anyone with a beard something important to do because you know if, if they can't get up the motivation to shave every morning you know they're not going to do work that's important
2: that works for my way of going through life i like to do it the easy way so don't give me any important stuff
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so like i mean i guess you know sumo is obviously the main thing it's what you're known for and you just uh you went back to back right for the national university which is like the ivy league tournament in japan you won that this year and last year so congratulations on that um But, you know, like we, you and I have talked several times about like football and sumo and how it translates. And I've written about this in the Japan Times as well. I've had NFL guys come in and get into practice in sumo stables. And O-line, I know you're a defensive player. So like, I mean, O-line really run blocking is, and sumo are, there's so much overlap there. But uh, how is your sumo background and sumo skills played into your football abilities and how it, like what, in what way has it been an advantage to you? Or uh, are there habits that you've had to unlearn as well? Or even how do your teammates take it, knowing that you're actually an American coming from a sumo background and they're all Japanese from football? <laughs> yeah. um, well,
2: the, the, there, there's a lot to unpack there. I think I think the first thing I, I always want to point to, uh, a few years ago, I'm sure you guys all watch Hard Knocks. Yeah. A few years ago, they did the Browns uh, pro- right before they they went 0-16. And their offensive line coach is quite famous for having a very pronounced stomach. But there is a scene in one of those episodes where he shows the offensive lineman sumo record, like a video. And he says, these are the best pass blockers on the planet. You know, and then this this is a coach for an NFL team, a team that would go 0-16, but an NFL team nonetheless. Mm. Uh, And I think he's absolutely right when it comes to... I would actually say pass blocking is better than run blocking
1: really?
2: uh, mainly because in run blocking, you, you know, obviously as you're, as you're trying to do a run block, you need to move people off of their spot. Mm. But in pass blocking, it's mainly to make sure you don't lose the, the proper ground, okay. which the movements in sumo a lot, I mean, you have to do that first hit, which you should be doing regardless whether you're doing run or pass. At least I was always taught. even with pass blocking, you should have an initial hit and then you, Kind of move backwards but it in, in a controlled manner if you need to um <clears throat> and that's kind of the same thing that happened with me as a nose tackle. my kind of idea was as long as my body doesn't move from where it's supposed to be i'm doing my job and also means i don't have to move my legs and run because i'm not a fan of running very much so i mean pass blocking it, it's it's pretty great it's particularly like from the guard position um to learn where to properly <clears throat> put your hands which I learned from sumo and I've had to teach a lot of football players where to put the hands and it's, it's kind of interesting to watch videos a few years later like for example that you need to always keep your elbows in tight right you want to keep your, your forearms close because if you if you um, open up your arms you're gonna, they're gonna get inside you and you know we were always taught in sumo if you open up your your walkie your um, what is that in English your, your armpits you're going to get pushed out every single time because you're going to get that inside leverage. So and you want to I'll...
3: call to, sorry to interrupt no, you, yeah, but please. The, the, the term I use and I teach my kids, I was like, so we call this chicken winging, right? Hmm. I always tell my kids chicken wings are only good at Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> they don't belong on the football field.
2: That's not, uh, that, that, But,
3: that's you're, but you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. this is where you're experience. at the strongest. With that last weekend, I was at a football game where coaches were they got a rubber band and they they, they put it mm-hmm. around the guy mm-hmm. to keep him in. Mm-hmm. What I did was I showed them the trick from that we used to use in Simo, which is like getting a, a piece of straw and putting it under each arm. Mm-hmm. And that's what oh, my coaches yeah. used to do when we were doing Simo because I, I had what mm-hmm. they call like the sweet armpits like the, the tendency to put your hands up mm-hmm. like this instead mm-hmm. of like, so I, I, one of my coaches told me like, you put your middle fingers up and your arms will all uh, put your, your little finger pointing up and your arm and your elbow will always be in mm-hmm. instead of like doing like, so with your hand, you sh- if your hand is like this or like that, yeah. it doesn't work. But if you turn your hand up, your elbow will automatically come in. But I had my coach used to get like a piece of straw and put it under each armpit. And if the piece yeah. of straw fell out, you automatically lost. It didn't matter what was happening in the bad. So like that was just to teach you to keep your armpits and your elbows yeah. in. So, and, and see that sort of thing is completely translatable. That, that,
2: that's just translatable to any situation where you are needing to overpower another person. So that's going to translate in wrestling. That's going to translate in football. That might translate into a fight if the guy doesn't know how to just punch your lights out instead. Like, I mean, th- that that's just leverage and where your hand placement mm-hmm. are. Those things are universal. And I think sumo taught me that a lot better than football did because sumo i mean that's like three quarters of it right. get, mm-hmm. get, get your fundamentals down and then if you lose fine at least you did proper sumo like and that's where that ends so there's a lot more focus on where your hands and your body go as opposed to i mean for a lot of people i think when they're hitting a guy if the play goes well or or doesn't that more determines whether they think a job was done well or not rather than thinking about oh no actually my hand placement here was wrong this this was it. I, and we had to do that um like the pythons is the only team where we actually did film study of all my teams and that's because oh. me and another american did the film study like we're the ones that started he, he was the uh he was the uh, middle linebacker for us as well so it's it, for a lot of people they don't realize i mean one as as you guys probably know uh particularly i mean well bj actually flew on tape as well but you you think that it's a lot more intense until you watch the tape and you're like oh oh my lord i am slow they are slow <laughs> that was such a weak hit like how is this how am i so bruised and broken after oh, seeing, <laughs> seeing hits like this it's it, it's it's horrible mm. um but you know, going back and we, we helped quite a few players get a lot better by, uh, that year with the Pythons, which is the year we had the best defense in, in our division, um, by showing them, you know, on this play, you had this, do this, you know, and a lot of, a lot of what I did for the line came from Sumo. Um, and then also, I think, I mean, BJ can probably speak to this as well, but especially, actually, uh, so can Greg, um, playing like nose tackle or guard, there's a certain, I don't I don't know exactly, I don't know that there's a, a word that I, I, I can think of that accurately describes it, but there's a certain mentality that is required to want mm-hmm. to be in the middle of every, like every play is going to be a colossal hit. And Sumo is the same way. You have to think, I want to take my head into this guy's head or his, like this giant mound of flesh. I want to put my head in there and push it backwards. And Nose tackles very much the same idea. I imagine centers. I never played center, but guards the same thing. Like you want to to just be in the middle with the biggest, strongest guy on their team and overpower them. There's something in that sort of mentality that is 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 necessary to be good at either of those two sports at those positions.
3: Oh having a few screws loose. That's what it's called. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh no, no. and what, what you say, Colton, like I used to tell guys on defense, right? Well, I mean, you know, yeah. You want to play on the front line? Yeah, you have to have a you have to have an unselfishness, right? You're not going to make every play. Especially you guys on the interior, you're taking a body so someone else can make it. Every now and then you'll make a play, but you're not guaranteed it. I always used to talk to guys on defense. I was like, to play defense, you do have to be a little, you know, a few screws loose because our job is what to get the guy with the ball and hit him as hard as we can. Mm -hmm. And if anybody gets in our way, we're going to hit them as hard as we can. You know, we're not going to be in the end zone doing the touchdown celebrations and all that. Our job, if we want to dab that, we're going to have to take the ball away somehow and all that. But, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, definitely the guard center. I mean, O-line in general, you do have to be very unselfish because you have no statistics. You know, the the running back could run for 300 yards. That's his stat, you know. On paper, it's his stat, but it's also your stat, just not on paper. True, but if yeah, he doesn't I mean,
0: run for three hundred yards, people that's notice also, you. Yeah, yeah. People will notice you on that line. You I mean, get the blame.
3: You, you get the blame. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: You're not you never want to.
1: You're not still doing sumo regularly, are you, Colton? Are you training with anyone now? Are you? In- um, are you I mean, in-
2: so I w- I was told this last tournament a few weeks ago was going to be my last one for the university. Okay. So I'm going to probably stop doing that. But I was doing Saturday sumo, Sunday football.
1: Hmm. Much, so I, I remember after your first game of football, I remember distinctly you saying, "No, it's like sumo, but it doesn't hurt because you're wearing pads and a helmet." <laughs> <laughs> but um, the 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 thing obviously that's different between sumo and football, even if you're playing on the line, is you know the cardio and the stamina because sumo is such a like start, stop, start, stop. So you know, they they train for hours, rikishi, but it's all like in, in bursts, it's like, like bursts a of 10-15 second so, match yeah, at yeah. most. Yeah. But I, I like I imagine that if you're still doing sumo and training for that, like, but where you're playing football where you have to like chase guys back and run around for you know extended periods of time. That, that can be the hardest part, probably, of football is like the stamina and the cardio. Is that right? Am I right? Well, I
2: perhaps. I mean, I, I play in a low division and I'm a nose tackle. So, so no, I'm not doing a whole lot of running around. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
3: if, as long as you're taking up bodies, hey, you're doing your job.
1: Hey, I didn't want, want to miles. call you out, man. I, I was watching the tape. I didn't want to call you out on air. <laughs> I was, it's fine. But I, if you watch that game, I'm getting doubled.
3: Yeah. And that's
2: fine. Hey. I'm not, I'm not making many plays, but there are two guys there and that's, hey.
1: that's fine. Somebody's, somebody's, Honestly, somebody's free. Field. Yeah. You were on the field just after Aaron last week at, uh, yes. or two weeks ago when Aaron's team played the Cyclones, bears were warming up at the sideline. We could see you. So you, you came on immediately after Aaron's Densu team finished. And I was mm. watching, I, I watched a lot of your game. There was a, there was another video of it online live and you and, uh, is it Chris Ashling? Is that the name of the other yes. guy who's playing on the team? I was watching that, but like I was watching players, there was a lot of, uh, you know, point after touchdowns and stuff where guys were like literally, they'd be like half crouching and they would just stand up. Like even the arms weren't being raised. (laughs) There's definitely some energy conservation going on here, you know, especially after the the half for sure, you know. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one of the other major differences
2: between playing in Japan and England that I don't think anyone else really talks about is climate.
1: Yeah. Mm.
2: I'm 135 kilos yeah like 34 degree weather you <laughs> cannot have me out there for every single play on defense and then also some offense while yeah. also having three hours of practice beforehand yeah. and expect me to put my hand up for the field goal <laughs> or, or the the extra point I was like all right there you Ex- go
1: excuses <laughs> excuses excuses
2: <laughs> well that's fine yeah <laughs> I, 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 again that's probably why I'm playing for for fourth league I don't know yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's, it's difficult getting back into football shape yeah um there, there's a lot more conditioning and and the and the thing is even my team my teammates both with the robux and with um the bears made you know made this comment which was when we got into games in in october and november my play got considerably better i'm like well what happened i just went it's colder not colder yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> there man like it's too hot i'm sitting there on the sideline like like just like keep just repeating like you know, it's, it's really hot it's really hot it's really I'm like well what's going on I'm like it's hot
0: you hot weigh and humid too on it's top of that and humid. It, yeah.
1: it's, it's horrible yeah in december yeah. it really comes into yeah. its own in in yeah. december and january right
0: and when you and when you were playing in england <laughs> yeah. what what time was it autumn
1: or like play? I play, I played all season, but even okay.
0: summer
2: in England is, there are there are two weeks. I mean, like, just so most of the houses, as you would know, you, you were around. Most of the houses don't even have air conditioning. Right. Most of the buildings don't have it. Because there's about two weeks of the year that you go, man, it's hot. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, and, and you most... definitely can't do that in Japan. You can't do it in Texas either, but you can't
1: do it in Japan.
2: You know? Right. I, yeah. I, I have my, in... my air conditioner full blast for like six months to seven months out of the year and then it's on half for the rest of it
1: yeah i grew up in ireland uh, no car no building i ever i never saw air conditioning ever when i lived in ireland the hottest summer day i ever remember was 24 degrees that oh like, yeah. i would love to play in that yeah. that was that was <laughs> um, like we, it was rare that we would get i the temperature never even approached 30 my entire childhood like 24 mm. 24 degrees is the hottest day i can ever remember when i was young so you know um that's that's yeah it's it's a different thing back in the ice age (laughs) i don't think that's the case anymore somehow but
0: and then there's mississippi hot as i like to call it which is a whole nother level of (laughs) it's a whole nother level um now colton with um a lot of the guys you play with what is some of their backgrounds i mean they're what their age ranges and what what are uh I mean, I know you're in your 30s. Are they around the same age? Are they younger, older? I mean, John and I, we were we were having this discussion about about the age a lot of guys in Japan play football through, and mm. he was trying to recruit me to a 55-year-old league, and I'm like,
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> Greg, actually, last week, I don't know, was it X3 or maybe JPFF? Like what, one of the levels around that level. There was a 52-year-old defensive lineman who has been playing football for 30 years and he got his first interception in his career. <laughs> hey, good for him at age that gave us and he like, almost scored. Yeah, and he, he, he almost oh, scored. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. He was, he, he, was, he was about one block ba-
3: He was about one block away from scoring. Yeah, he ran it back about 30-40 yards. I know exactly what, what player you're that, talking PJ? about. I, they kind of looked like the Saints. They they kind of had like a white, he had like a gold helmet. It kind of oh, looked like
1: oh yeah yeah the black I don't
3: I don't know the team yeah something like that but no so I know exactly what, for,
0: he was he's been playing for thirty years yeah he's been
1: playing for thirty playing? years and he got it, his first went, interception yeah. wow. for thirty years it was
3: going all over on Twitter yeah I remember that yeah. seen that yeah and it was pretty it was a pretty good interception it was on the screen he he fell back on it. Caught it before the running back, and he actually took off. I was
1: like, "Can <laughs> you wow, imagine playing man. football for three decades and then getting your first interception?" <laughs> it's like, that's just fantastic. Fifty-two years oh. of age, and he gets his first. Oh, play? I play. I, hold on. I sure oh, hope they let him
3: keep 90. the game ball. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I would have never gave that
1: ball back. No. <laughs> no. So, how about the Bears? Yeah, like, what are there a lot of guys? There's, there's probably not anyone left over from the the heyday of the late nineties. I mean, they. Be- um the 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 uh, the coaches he, yeah. he, he played
2: db for him okay Um. Cool.
1: so yeah uh... before we came on i sent you pictures of so japan's first the national team's first game in this like mm. modern era 1998 they played finland at tokyo dome and it was like you know I, I sent colton this picture so 1998 was in the chiefs and the packers i think came and played in tokyo dome as well And there was four Japanese players on the rosters. It was two on the Packers and two on the Chiefs. And there was a whole, like, there was a bunch of players, maybe six or eight Japanese players playing in NFL Europe. And so they made up the bulk of the national team, the Japan team, and they're practicing. But you can see the Bears helmets in the practice. There there were Bears players on that Japan team as well. So, you know, they, they were playing alongside guys who were, you know, on NFL rosters and NFL Europe rosters. Check out this, the NFL Europe jersey on me now. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so where are they, they drawn players from these days? So
2: I, I guess the, the, a, a good way to answer that, we have a guy whose 19-year-old son is also on the team. So, you know, he, he's... Father he's, he's
3: and it. son on the same team? Like, yeah, yeah. Father is he son a coach or is he a player?
2: He's a player. Oh, He's a player. That, that's kind of cool.
3: But in my no way. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: well, I I'll tell you
2: this: yeah. I actually think the father's better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the kid's nineteen. He's still he's still trying to figure it out, man. He's Come got on. time. He's got time. Yeah. No, I think on on this team, um, I think there's only so Chris is a bit younger. He's twenty eight, hmm. and that makes him one of the one of the young. We have a couple guys who just came out of college, uh, but the majority of the team, and we actually so we field practices are probably only about 20 guys but when we do the game there's about 35 okay um and most of them them are in their mid-30s okay i i i would say that the vast majority of the team is is mid-30s and if you were to take a median it would certainly be somewhere in the mid-30s
0: and do they come to the club from i mean how does it how do you guys go about recruiting players is it um, through word of mouth is it like back in college you know the fraternity rush you know having that it's,
2: you know to... so i think four or five guys on the team um they all played together in college okay um, they played for a uh, reach hmm. and um
1: that's I kind guess. of how a lot of the club teams in the kansai area especially yeah. their start okay you know? um like even finey's you know who are in you know x1 super so like their name comes from like five five something like the five excellences or something but like there was five colleges where like almost all the players came for these five colleges so uh oh, they up. that's but like it's, it's kind of it, like yeah. um hmm.
3: yeah it's like an old high school back in hawaii i don't think it, it's not around anymore but they used to call it pack five yeah when it was it was like these five smaller schools that they took all their students to make a football team hmm it was like all these, there were like five small private schools. And they were
0: like they consolidated were, or something. Like a consolidated they just didn't team have, one banner. Yeah.
3: They just like each school really didn't have like, like one school had like 80, 80 90 students from yeah. ninth grade to 12th. So there was a bunch of those schools that they just packed in together. Right. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that about Ellicom. I always wondered where the Finney's name came from.
1: You can, yeah, I think it's if you look up their Wikipedia, it's like the five, uh, Five somethings. I can't remember now. Oh, on the top. In
0: in Col- Colton, do the Bears have? Who is their sponsor? Do they have a sponsor that underwrites uh, any any of it? I mean, we yes, we talk-
2: yes, yes. We have the sponsor um, that does the hand sanitizer. So they're doing well. Um, I I don't I don't remember
1: the company off the top of my head. But oh, is that the one that's on the front of the jersey? Should be. Uh, what is it? Knee knee i, I can't see. hold on my jersey's over here i'll look at it oh okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's an
3: interesting little tidbit learn something new about see this is why we need john i learn all kinds of different stuff every day every you know, time, I, yeah
0: i'm the same way it's every time with john, every with john I, again i I, when i finally get to japan here in the next month or two i'll at least i'll be more prepared going than i would had i not known john because john's just yeah. taught me so much in the in the in the year in the couple of years that i've
1: known him i should probably uh he,
2: he's the nexus of information over here he's like you know spider sitting on the middle of the web <laughs> trying to get everyone
1: caught <laughs> up there. i have um yeah five energies Five high schools and five en- and so finies. The word finies is a combination of five high schools and energies. So basically, five energies, five high schools. There was there was yeah, five okay. high schools that uh, that players came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, in Shiga, Shiga, Shiga Prefecture, which is one of the which is one just north of Kyoto, northwest yep. of Kyoto. But yeah, Bears used to have Michael, which is like a, a large company in Japan. So. Yeah, I guess, uh, like a lot of teams in Japan with the financial crisis, the late 80s, a lot of banks, I think we may have mentioned this before, like the financial institutions, especially banks used to underwrite a lot of the teams in Japan. If you look at the, the lineup of teams in the late 90s, early 2000s, they were almost all banks like Sumitomo, Mitsui, like there was, there was a whole ton of, but then financial crisis, meant that mm. you know, obviously football was expendable. I like, think the easiest thing to cut. So the sponsorships for them are cashed. And I don't think the game ever really recovered from from losing all that money and all those sponsors. Mm. So, but um, yeah, you have a hand sanitizer now, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, that's good for you. Do you get a uh, free sanitizer? Uh, no, no, I don't unfortunately. Shows your jersey there? Did you hang it? Did you hold it up? I didn't see it.
0: I didn't no. see it either. I
2: don't- Hold on, because that one's not actually mine. I, I'm really annoyed because they, they wouldn't give me 99. Mm. And that guy never shows up to practice. And then they wouldn't give me 75, which was my Cambridge uh, number. And that guy did show up to practice until the games. So I have to wear a random number <laughs> I have no connection to.
3: Hey, make it your own, man. That's there you go. go There you go. I, I never had a connection to 23. Honestly, I, swear, I thought you was a Michael Jordan.
0: Note. I was
2: about to say, there's some connections to the number 23 you can go with. But yeah, that's...
0: I wore 77 in high school, so there nice.
2: you go. Okay. There's okay. something. Well, there go. Now I have the connection. Thank you, Greg.
3: Oh, I, you're
0: I'll, welcome.
2: I'll hang this on my wall with pride.
1: 77. Nice one.
3: Yeah. Like, I so I wore nine in high school. I wore 59 in college. Both those numbers were taken. So I was like, you know, give me whatever, because in my, my head, you know... And yeah, like, I, you know, I, a lot of players and stuff like that. And they were like, well, we'll give you 23. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to make this my number. So that's just, yeah. But, no, I get it because I wanted to wear 9 for so long. But the guy who wore 9, like, pretty much played so about three, four years ago. So at that point, 23 was synonymous with me. So I was like, well, I can't change numbers well, now. Well,
0: I tell you what, BJ, you're in good company because in Chicago, 23. Oh, Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: not just michael jordan but ryan sandberg too for the cubs okay.
1: so they so got Hesler. that going for you yeah devin hester devin, devin hester. hester
0: yeah yeah so you're definitely i have no idea who has 23 in the white Sox, but i'm a cubs fan so it really doesn't matter mm-hmm. <laughs> so well gentlemen let me ask you We're when uh go over the uh the scores for uh the x-league super for this past week because uh when I looked at my and and Colton, were you able to watch any of the games this weekend?
1: No, unfortunately
2: not.
0: Well, I I, I was in this kind of in the same boat because obviously the games are I, you know, I'm in bed by the time everybody's playing the game, so I'm watching the re- <laughs> watching the replays. <laughs> yeah. I wake up in I'm the morning week, and I off. see I see nothing but tw- Twitter posts from BJ. Like, oh <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to go watch now.
3: Oh well I got to go watch two games live this weekend, so yeah. Who'd you
0: see? Who'd Who'd you see see? live?
3: So Saturday I went to watch um, Fujitsu Frontiers and the Otonari Fukuoka Sun. And then Sunday I went to watch my former team Obec versus Elecon. Okay. So yeah, and I I mean probably yeah. I mean I think the first game we should talk about. Sorry. No, go ahead. It's probably go. the one. It's probably the one we probably gotta like. I, I think we gotta talk about it. Is the all Mitsubishi Lions versus IBM? Yeah. Because we were all way off on that one. You know, I don't know if you, John, you were watching that one live, right? Which one was that? The Lions versus IBM.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that. Was the one, yeah, one of the first ones. It was a shootout. It was a yeah. shootout. I mean, they yeah. won it what it was like by 49 35 or something in the end. But 49 35. Game, yeah, that well, game was close yeah. a lot of the way. Yeah, that was yeah. that was surprising. That was really surprising. You know, you know, I'm watching
0: the game and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna watch the game, but I always like and I'm just a geek this way. I like going to the box score, and the box score mm. is just awesome. It's like, oh, yeah, pass. Touchdown, pass, touchdown. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, this, this reads just as well as it looked.
3: Yeah. And, I mean, the game was, you know, and I was watching the game. I had the game on. I was actually at Kawasaki watching the Fujitsu game live on well, my phone. I had the, uh, the IBM game. And I would go back and forth between the Panasonic game. And, you know, pa- Panasonic pulled away quick. So, that one I was kind of like, well, that game was going how I see it. But The IBM and Lions game, it was like I see it boom, seven, you know, Lions seven, IBM zero. I'm like, oh wow. And I was like, here we go. And IBM was stalling for a bit, they score seven seven. Then it was like 14-14, 21-21. 14, like it, it was, was shooting.
0: W- to me, it reminded me of in part the greatest game mm-hmm. nobody ever saw. And that would have been the an old USFL game between Steve Young and Jim Kelly. Where literally the box score looks the same way. Oh, yeah? Oh, you like this? Throw it yeah. boom there. And also, too, mm-hmm. a little bit of the epic in Miami when uh the Chargers lost to the Dolphins back in 81. I'm you know, I me, mean, I'm <laughs> such a his, I'm such a football history gig. So that's what the I mean, that's what it re- just reminded me of when watching it and, and and then looking over yeah. the the stats afterwards.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched it live and I mean, you know, they have a new quarterback at Mitsubishi, um, Josh Gibbs and I'm not going to lie. That guy's got some kind of juice going on with him. You know, the Lions, you know, the O-line, I'm not going to lie. Historically, the Lions O-line has always been kind of easy to beat up on. Right. And, I kind of, that, and that's why I think we gave it to IBM to kind of have a blowout win. Their O-line had a little bit of a push, you know. I mean, the run game, I think there was a couple of times I saw their running back. He's running it for like 20, 30 yards down the field. And... The Lions O line was bullying that big O line of IBM, and I was kind of yeah. caught off guard. I was like, wow, these guys are really coming yeah. after him.
0: Well, Gibbs averaged about five yards carry. I mean, yeah.
3: oh, yeah. I mean, five yards of carry. That guy averages five yards a stride at full uh-huh, speed. Yeah. yeah guy's like, like six,
1: one, nine, six, four, something. Yeah. He's, yeah I mean, like, when you like see six, them jogging six. back to the huddle like he's he's towering. Yeah. His shoulder, line, his, like everybody's
3: like, here, and then like he's up here. Like, Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, he's he had a nice, he had some nice, um, passes and things like that. You know, they lost, but I think, you know, like me, you know, we all talked about, right? We thought this game was going to be a blowout. Um, but to me, I think, you know, we I got to give the Lions some respect, even though it was a loss for them. You know, they they put everybody else on notice that they're not just going to be a team that is going to get pushed around. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and,
0: and you know and what? Then, yeah. And just looking at it, I mean, IBM, obviously, they were the better team. Mm-hmm. but like you said Mitsubishi showed up they came to play and what i liked mm-hmm. about Mits- with Mitsubishi was it was a balance between the run and the pass too mm-hmm. they weren't mm-hmm. just rel- i mean okay you're going to shut us down one way we well, we can mm-hmm. get you other so they kind of, it was to mm-hmm. me it was kind of a statement game
3: yeah yeah and i think IBM you know i think for me they got to get they got to get that run game they, they 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 just try to pass so much I mean, you see, they gave uh, Jerome Presley one run. It, it looked like a Madden video game. The guy ran one way, cuts back the other way. I think he broke like seven tackles in one play.
0: That's like Bo like, Jackson running Tecmo Ball, man. You, yeah. You
3: yeah. Going right? big further. Yeah. Right. Everybody was trying to race to get the Raiders back in the day, right? He's, yeah. And I know that. Come on. And um, yeah, the guy takes off. You know, you, you give him the ball and he just bursts out for 40 yards and. Nobody can tackle him. And that's the one thing though. I, I both those teams, they they need to go work. They need to go work on tackling. They need to go work on their pursuit drills. I, I called I called guys on both defenses. I was like, you guys need to go practice your tackling. There was a lot of missed tackles in that game. But yeah, I mean, impressive for the Lions. You know, I think I think IBM is probably gonna feel a little sour, but I think they're gonna try and rally back um this next week. And we'll see how they they come back after right such a close game. Right. Uh,
1: Colton, because we're just talking about X League the rest of the way, so Mm -hmm. I mean, if you haven't seen the games, you want to jump off, that's fine, Um, unless you're interested in listen to us, like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the synopsis. I'm
2: actually enjoying
1: hearing what BJ's got to say because that's the most coaching I yeah, can. Your <laughs> so, like every, everyone is there with the popcorn. Wait until we get to, you know, the, the old oh no, no, we're gonna save that one for last. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, we save that one for last. Got a but tech mobile yeah,
2: reference as well. I'm I'm, I'm good, I'm happy.
1: <laughs> yeah, you've been you've been to plenty of X-League games. You have seen us, so you know, word general idea of it, but uh IBM, you know, yeah, look, yeah. What, look what happened with IBM as well in the last couple of years. I think it was last year as well. Like they, they were poor a lot of the year, but then they really put it up to Panasonic in the playoffs, right? Wasn't that, mm-hmm. was so, that last year? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they took they Panasonic have, to the hedge uh,
3: last year. Yeah. yeah,
1: and they they knocked Panasonic out two years in a row. I think it was two years in mm-hmm. a row. At least twice mm-hmm. anyway at the semifinal mm-hmm. stage uh, when they reached those finals against Fujitsu. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really hard. Like if you look at it right now, and you look at the way the other teams are playing, it's like, it's pretty much decided as far as everyone can see that it's going to be Fujitsu and Panasonic in the rice bowl. Like everyone else right. just seems like, you know, with OBIC dropping down for whatever is going on there. Like, it just seems like nobody else really has the ability to overcome those teams. But mm-hmm. like IBM, by their own standards, I think were poor against the Lions. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the Lions are better than people are giving them credit for, but even so, that's not a team that should be really giving IBM trouble. But I mm-hmm. like, I mean, I, I, my immediate reaction was, oh, this is, you know, the gap between the big two now is just, it's, it's pointless watching these games. But then again, like I, after I was thinking about it a little bit, I was like, IBM have had ups and downs throughout mm-hmm. the regular seasons yeah. always. And by the time... Mm-hmm. Crunch time comes around, you know, mm-hmm. they seem to click. So, I wouldn't be... If I was in their building, I, I mean, I, I don't think anyone there is pa- pressing the panic button, but, uh, yeah. No, so no, no.
3: And, yeah. By out. all means, I'm not saying IBM's falling off. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think they're still trying to... Like, on for me, on offense, I think they're trying to figure things out, right, with their running backs and their, their receivers and their passing game. It is only the, the second game of the season, Um, but you're going to have you know, and I, yeah, IBM at some point, right. They, they figure it out. You know, they've been through, they've been through the fire, which is why I think when they get to the playoffs, they really don't flinch as much, even though, yeah, they've been struggling to get through. I think that's the reason they have games like this is why they're going to into the playoffs. They're a little bit more like in those close games. They're not flinching because they're like, Oh, we've been here. We've done this. We've already been through this. Let's just do this. Like, let's just stay the course. So I think that's where, you know, I think they'll be all right. I think they're going to bounce back their next one. And and I think they're really going to try to flex what they really have on both sides of the ball. Yeah.
0: Well, I was just going to say, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they rebound and what mm-hmm. lessons they take away. They look at the game tape and they look mm-hmm. at, okay. Uh, you know, I mean, you can only learn so much from the game tape, from your past game. And I don't off the top of my head. I, and I, without digging into the, you know, digging onto the computer here right now, but you know, now their focus is okay who we're playing yeah. next week. Yeah. And you know, I've I i do not need to tell any of you guys. It's you know, you can look at the tape all you want, but it's the key is in the execution. So hopefully whatever mm-hmm. ever flaws they had in in the game against um against against um their opponent. BC, yeah. yeah. Um they will have have fixed going into into the next game. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the let's talk about the next game, the one that you were at. So my question yeah. is: Should this count as a shutout or not? Nope. No. Nope. Okay. So it's, it's 21 I just wanna... points
3: on the board. It's no, I know, but
0: you know, I just yeah. I'm like I'm looking at it, going, well, okay. Oh. So- <laughs> and, you know, it's
3: so it's so it's, it's kind of funny. So, you know, it 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 got away early, right? Very early. Right. I mean, it, and 29 points in the first yeah. quarter. Yeah. And I was there, and if you had heard. Their defensive coordinator after the game, you would have thought they lost. Really? Mm-hmm. And he was pissed and he was the, mad. Because giving up the and points. He, yeah. And he said, I don't care if you're a starter. I don't care if you're a third string. Our standard is our standard. And it should have been a shutout. You guys got lazy. And, th- and I, he was giving it to them. And I was like, That's, wow. Who was that? Their, their defensive coordinator. Well, he was upset after the game. After yeah, but the who, game. Who and just
1: DC for them now. You know,
3: I, I have no idea, yeah but I seen the defense and I just remember, I, I just heard and I was like, wow. And, and for me, you know, yeah, it was a blowout win, but right. But that's a, you know, 21 points, giving up 21 points, you know, yeah. Like, you, you know, you hold your starters and you hold your, it doesn't matter. Right. If you're a starter, if you're a third string guy, right. If you hold the standard for everybody, right. That standard starts to elevate hearing that I am I was kind of like, wow, like, yeah. I would have probably said the same thing had I been on the team or things like that. I, I would say the same things. You know, guys would even when I played at Obit, You know, we blow out a team, whatever, and if there's three, seven, ten points, I would be upset because we didn't finish, in my opinion. You know, but Fujitsu, I mean, they, but they got away quick.
1: Yeah, they were down yeah. to the third or By halftime almost, weren't they? I mean, how many quarters? Yeah, they were putting, yeah, they were,
3: they rolled in there, they rolled in there, at least on defense, I was watching, they pulled out, they pulled pretty much their starting secondary by middle of the second quarter. They, they were rotating like three different levels of D linemen throughout from the halfway through the second quarter through the third quarter. And, I mean, just, you know, it was just the operation. I mean, they had a long touchdown run, and that was their second-string O-lineman and their third-string running back. Yeah. I think their third-string yeah. running back was averaging, what do you have, like, 11 carries for, like, 175 yards? Like, it's crazy. That's their third-string
1: running back. Did you see you the uh, the graphic that they put up about that game? Because now Suns is uh, – uh, what is it? They are now the sixteenth team. So let me mm-hmm. just. Uh, oh, uh, they
3: yeah yeah. He uh, threw them in on the
1: yeah. 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 Okay, so fifty eight and zero
3: against everybody, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: So <laughs> since since uh, Fujitsu lost to Deers at the end of the twenty twelve season, they are now seven and three against Panasonic. So this is regular season, playoffs, and Japan X bowl or Rice Bowl or whatever. So, mm-hmm. in all the games that count, they're seven and three against Panasonic. 11 and 2 against Obic and 58 and 0 against every other team in the X. League. Wow. So there are now 60, Suns became the 16th team uh, apart from the other big two that they've played. And they're now 15 and 0 against IBM, Nojima, Tokyo Gas, Hurricane, Silver Star, Phoenix, Challengers, Black Eagles, Pirates, Lions, Bulls, Eagles, Suns, Finies, Deers, and KG Fighters. So those 16 teams are now a combined 0 and 58 against Fujitsu that's
0: that's decade. incredible. Yeah, I mean, that, I
1: mean, there are some teams there. You, yeah, you'd expect, but you know, you're talking about Nojima, Big Blue, right? You no, know, Chinese Deers. None of them have taken a single game off Fujitsu in the entire decade, yeah. not in a regular season.
0: And, when, and you know, mm-hmm. I I think the I don't know if you guys saw it on Twitter, but um, somebody from the Suns posted a picture of the team on the plane going home.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh man, it just hurt me to look at that. Just they're all on the plane and they're all just there's just that yeah. look of utter utter not only defeat but it to me it was utter humiliation it's like but guys I, you know it, i felt for him cuz it just you know
1: i, I think we I, all- I would say some of them are great, but i'd say there's there's also i was seeing a lot of reaction like you know they were that was their first time playing Fujitsu, right? No, they're right. they're a new team. So like the fact that they scored all those points, even against like you know backups of backups, like they, yeah. there was there was some consolation um, commiseration mm-hmm. or not commiseration uh, consolation, you know, I mm-hmm. feel right. consolation yeah. about. Yeah. Their oh yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, if you you know what was it? What was it? 50-0 before the half was that what it was? It was fifty
3: to seven. seven. I think I think they threw 50 one in to, seven. Late. Yeah.
1: 50 to seven. Yeah, fifty seven. Yeah. But well, it was 50 to zero, was it first? And then they got was it?
3: Yeah, it was 50 to zero. They drove it was a little bit before halftime. They drove through one up into the end. They threw like two long bombs. So and then they just got in the end zone and kept they kept targeting um, I think it was you, number seven.
1: Yeah. So I mean, if you think about that, like Fujitsu obviously have way more players and way more high standard players. So if they're playing the starters and they're going, you know, pedal to the metal the whole way through. That's actually going to increase the gap in the second half. It's not going to be another 50. It's going to be another 60, 70 points because the yeah. Suns players are going to be exhausted and Fujitsu is still going to be rotating in their top players. You know, So you if you look at that game, yeah, you can say the score is what it was. But, I mean, if Fujitsu, if that was a game where Fujitsu were playing their best football all the way through, you're on 120 points maybe to nothing in 12-minute mm-hmm. quarters. Yeah. So, right.
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, this is the thing we've complained about. Like, what was the point of bringing up teams – The top division Mm -hmm. that are that much different from, you know, the big ones. So it's, yeah, uh, it's it's nice for them and it's good to get the historical matchup and everything. But games like that are just, yeah, I I don't want to see them. (laughs) I don't want to see those kind of blowouts. They're just not good for anyone, you know. Which kind of rolls
0: into the next blowout that we're about to talk about. And that was, uh, you know, that was Deers. uh, Deers got seven, but then Panasonic got 55. So, Um, mm. kind of the you know uh, bigger
1: than expected. I think really, I think we all had something like forty-two, ten or something like that. But, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. I think I had it was, like
3: forty-nine. I had forty-nine to fourteen or something yeah.
1: like that. So it was, um, it was a touchdown or two, even more than we expected, and we expected a lot. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, on the and the brights, you know, the the one bright spot, at least for Deers, was, you know, their quarterback. They had 261 yards passing. I always say, if you've got a 200 yard passing game, that's that's something. That's yeah, but that's.
1: Craig, if you look, they're playing them, catch up.
0: I know, I know. I'm always looking at the trying to like find a, a trying to find a silver lining in something.
1: Mm-hmm. So, but you know if you look at that game, that quarterback is Kato. You know, they're kind of yeah. legendary quarterback who came back out of retirement, and like a lot of the time he was throwing to Maida, who's like also like their right. super veteran star you know, whiteouts, so like, the, the the two guys that were scoring the points or, like, you know, keeping the deers in were, like, two super old veterans.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and Ogama, too, yeah. You know, two of their best players for, like, the last decade or more, you know, decade right. and a half. So, um, uh, yeah, I guess they have a sponsor now and different things. So, like, the, you know, they were a team that there was even rumors that they might merge with Tokyo Gas at one stage, a year mm-hmm. or two at all. So, um, they're, yeah, they're, I heard those rumblings too. Yeah, right. existence was actually nothing was ever said or thing, but like we were hearing like rumblings and and rumors yeah. in the background. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's uh, a nice
0: segue to my, the next game then, um, for the for on Sunday. So we had uh, we had Asahi uh, we had Asahi, Asahi soft drinks uh, nineteen uh, and Tokyo Gas seventeen. So we had a good game
3: going there. Yeah, that was, that was right. Yeah. Man. Yeah and I mean it was it was on one end for the challengers they were trying to give the game away i mean they had they just kept stalling out they'd kick field goals they'd go wide right and you know for tokyo gas it was like the game's right there and they just couldn't get it for some you know they a lot of turnovers in the first half then they brought in their quarterback reese in the second half and they got some things going the run game was going they try to kick a or they try to a fake field goal you know at a in a weird position which you know I'm kind of like you, you go up 20 if you're going to go for it you might as well put your offense in at that point it was 1 yard
1: yeah you right. know,
3: you're going to if you're going to go for it put your offense in you know put give yourself the best chance to get it you know if you're a little bit closer you Know, yeah, why not? Because right, they're a little bit closer. Now they're thinking more of okay, block the field goal, you catch them off guard a little bit. It was a pretty, I think it was about a 40-yard field goal they were trying to go for, which their kicker could easily make. But then you go for a, you know, you go you try to go for it on a, a, a trick play and they catch you in it. It looked poorly operated, it looked poorly executed. I don't know where the where the ball was supposed to go. And yeah, and then the challengers get the ball, go down, kick a field goal and win
1: the game. And... That was the game that we said was like the, the one that would be most competitive. Yeah, yeah. right. Leisurely think... played out like that. Yeah. I think we missed yeah. one Ooh. blowout. The uh, Bears losing 55 0. I think Colton has to explain <laughs> what was happening in the middle of his line when he's getting blown out by a X3 <laughs> team. It, well, thankfully, know. no
2: one watched that. <laughs> <laughs> Except for you, apparently, yeah. to bring me back
1: up. <laughs> I'm, I'm the only one who knows that. Happened. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I yeah. No, everything was working for the other team and nothing was working for us yeah. uh they ran oh. they ran the ball well they passed the ball well um and, and i our offense didn't didn't get a whole lot of movement either we had a lot of road we played a lot of defense um despite oh. the score <laughs> um, yeah. not every play was 50 yards so we were on the field quite a bit but they oh. they kept on pushing it every Every time we'd get a positive play, they'd come up with a huge chunk play to get a lot of it back.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It wasn't a whole lot of bright spot. I mean, there never are in a 55-0 to game. Um, I've never actually been a part of that big of a blowout. So that, that was... That is was an
1: X3 great. is definitely not something that you see every day, mm-hmm. you know?
3: I've been part of those games, Colton. Though, or yeah, part so of, have I. I, it's, so part of I. The game. it's part of the game, man. Whew.
2: Like. That's true. And all you can do is yeah, play. I've I mean, look, a loss is a loss at the end of the day. We got a game this weekend. That's what we got to worry about. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah. You know, you, like I always like I told my kids, we, we had a loss a couple weeks ago against Waseda and, you know, they're feeling, you know, down on themselves and upset and angry. And I, what I, what I always tell them is, you know, and I always tell myself after a loss is like, you know, you take that, take that all that anger, take that all that frustration, and let's put it to the side. And when that next team rolls around, you let it out on them, right? You know? right. So, it, fifty-five points is a lot of frustration. So you know, if you're, <laughs> hey, whoever it, you meet this week, you let them know, right? Hey, um, you know, and we so having fifty-five points today.
0: When you, you guys are like sitting, the, old, in the- uh,
1: Celtic warriors used to do is like put smoking things in the beard. You know, like little burning things that smoke. You know, paint your <laughs> face. You come in, like, with all smoke flying around your heads. It's like the old Celtic warriors. Just, you know, intimidate, intimidate.
0: It, uh, BJ, when you're sitting there after a loss as a coach now, I mean, it's obvious. It's one thing to be – is it different from dealing with the loss as a coach and say, versus a player?
3: Do you yeah. – I mean, how, yeah. how, I I look at it – yeah, I look at it a lot differently because I have to keep my players in it, right? I have to keep right. my players in the mindset that, you know – we have, we have another game. We can't right. let this linger. And yeah, well, I told my kids after the game, I was like, look, you guys did a lot of good and you know, don't, don't let this loss take it that away from you though. There's, there's stuff. Yes. There's stuff we can work okay. on, but there's a lot of stuff we did good. I just try to keep my kids in it. You know, I try to be honest with them, you know, Hey, we did this play. We didn't do well and things like that. But I also, you know, I always try to, to live by this is I, I, You know, and I I put it on Twitter and things like that. I'm always going to love my players just as hard as I'm, you know, um, strict. As strict as I am with my kids, I'm going to love them just as much. Right. You know, so I I always try to keep that balance, right? Just as much as I get on you when your technique is bad, when you miss your assignments and things like that. When you do something good, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to I'm probably going to be your biggest cheerleader when you do something good. So I always just try to make sure I stay balanced in that case and things like that. And yeah, as a coach, it's a little different, right? Because you kind of take that responsibility, you know, even as a player, I would take it. If a loss, I was responsible for some things. And as a coach, it's, it's even more so right. I didn't have them prepared enough. I didn't right. have you know them knowing everything that, that I couldn't let them know. And so the mind shift is a little bit different, but, you know, I just try to keep my kids moving forward. Right. And when you're on the sidelines,
0: obviously, and as a coach, you've got to keep those emotions in check too, because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not only you're a coach, but you're also a teacher too. And that's, Mm -hmm. and that's where that comes. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I can't uh, let, I
3: can't let myself waver, even when the games are tight and things like that. I can't let my kids sense that. Right. You know, I got to let my kids keep my kids in it, you know, keep them believing like, yeah, like our first game, you know, it was a, it was a back and forth game. Right. And the other team scored with like two minutes left. My kids are down and I pull them to the sideline. I was like, it's not over. I was like, there's still two and a half minutes left. I was like, trust right. in the offense, believe in the offense. We're going to get another opportunity to stop these guys, yeah. you know, and they were very quick to like, boom, turn it back. You're, you're right. You're right. We're good. You know, I was like, Hey, that, that play is over with. There's nothing right. you can do about it. There's going to be another play. Right. So, you know, I think I try to do my best to just make sure my kids stay in the moment and don't linger on the bad things that might've happened throughout the game because there is a play coming up.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Uh, Moving on here. uh, We got the other Asahi team. I always say Mm -hmm. Asahi to me is like the New York, they got two teams in there. You know, I know it's, it's, it's a, it's a brand people here in the States. I've had a few people. It's like where is Asahi at? I go, well, it's a company. So, um, so they're the, they're basically, you know, in Chicago, we got two baseball teams. So, um, no, with, the uh, you know, the beer, uh, the, the silver stars. So mm-hmm. they were up against the rise. The rise came out 31 to 21.
3: Was this the game that you were at BJ? No, I was not at this game. Okay. Um, I watched a little bit of it. I watched the highlights. I wasn't able to go fully through it, but, um, It was, you know, just looking at the score and just looking at the quick plays that I saw. Silverstar was in it, which, you know, um, which I thought they were going to be in it for a little while. I think the rise just, you know, buckled down, especially on defense. I have a lot of expectations for the rise on defense. I think they have a lot of good players, a lot of core players. I got a a good leader in uh, Lee Hightower. Um, And I think at some point in the game, I think towards the second half, they figured it out and got the stops when they needed to. Yeah.
0: Well, they you know? definitely came to
3: play because, yeah, I mean, their quarterback, right? Kurt, he, him and, uh, 85 Yagi, they, mm-hmm. they connected for three touchdowns. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, if you're having a quarterback and a receiver having a day like that on you. And if you we gotta...
0: had X-League fantasy football, mm-hmm. that'd be epic. Oh, step. that would have been, no, that'd day. be epic.
3: Yeah. That'd have been a day. Yeah. You know, that, that would have been a day, you know, and on the if other side, something you know, We
0: should do next year, set up our, a... we should try and figure that out. Yeah. It'd be
3: interesting. It would be interesting. You know, I've always thought about that because I'm a big fantasy football guy as well. Where would you pick, right? You know, because, you know, cuz right, right now if you go through it, if we go to, you know, the statistics, a lot of the leading statistical guys aren't probably the typical guys, right? So right now, rushing, the rushing leader is the Mitsubishi Lions quarterback. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John
0: and Colton, do you guys play fantasy football? No,
1: never have. Never won. Okay.
0: I could see John's <laughs> eyes blazing over there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I'm tuning <laughs> <cheering> out <at> this.
3: <laughs>
1: no, nah, John would
0: have. Uh,
3: John, John would go down the rabbit hole.
0: Oh yeah, he would. He yeah. would. Yeah. John, no,
1: I'm it's not, like, um, so something I, I've written before, like, so every time I've ever predicted or bet on sports, I got it wrong. So... I decided to put uh, those skills to good use by becoming a professional commentator. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you're like, I I bet on, um, I bet on uh, Shaq and uh, Penny Hardaway against Hali. What was it, uh, Olajuwon? Olajuwon, that was dumb. They got four. Yeah, I I bet on. I lost a ton of money on the 1988 Olympics on the 100 meters final. Uh, like anything I'd ever like bet on or predicted came wrong. So I was like, this is a skill that deserves to be on TV. Um, you know, <laughs> the people, the people need stuff to get angry about. So right. um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah.
3: no, it would it would be interesting, right? Because you know, if you did fantasy, right? Because just going right now, I'm looking at the top quarterbacks now. The top four quarterbacks are all Japanese quarterbacks. Yeah, you yeah. know. So where would they have fallen if you're you know doing your fantasy things, right? You go to your receivers, you know. How the, many points you f- get for
1: those tackles?
3: Well, it's part of the whole defense. The defense yeah. has
0: points.
1: The defense, yeah, or is you like can do single unit. No, you can do. You uh, can. No, you can I, do. Well, no, no, you, you can, can do a
0: single unit. We can do or yeah, or. Go yeah. ahead, BJ.
3: You can I'm do. Exploring. You can do individual players. So yeah. I'm 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 doing a league right now where I have one D lineman, one linebacker, and one defensive back. So you could. You could have Colton on your
2: team.
1: You, know you don't I mean? want
2: that. You, you don't <laughs> want that. I'll tell you, hey, that, right? you I you don't know the good message every week. It would be death threats. What are you doing out here? Or but maybe a, you know, at least get some coaching of some kind. But be... that's
0: the that's the great thing about fantasy. Yeah. You don't have mm-hmm. to have a good team to have good stats.
3: Yeah, you don't. No. Uh, you but know, it would I'm... be interesting though if we we did it. If if you were to have it, because I'm I'm in a league with um a bunch of people in Japan. It's a 10 man league and they're all Japanese guys and they all actually know, pretty know what they're doing. So yeah. they're all pretty good. I'm O two right now in that league. And, and, so.
0: and, and the way fantasy is now, everything is. So this would be a good thing is how many computer companies have sponsorships. I'm thinking this would be a good IBM thing. If, if you know anybody with
3: IBM, IBM, uh, what? Or Nojima, Elecom, they're all, or, oh, the old,
0: yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Um, It's, but yeah, John, you, you guys, you guys would go down a rabbit hole. That's what um, BJ and I do every weekend, go down that fantasy rabbit hole. Um, So going back to the game, going back to the game. So Mm -hmm. we had, um, am I pronouncing his name right? Palandish?
3: Palandish.
0: Okay. Three TDs. Mm -hmm. Great numbers. Mm -hmm. um, You know, for the win. So you know, um, but in terms of Asahi, in terms of how they played, um, are they where? I mean, we talked about this last year about with mm-hmm. the, the new. I mean, it, are, are are they are they a super team? Or are they still an area team? You think? No, Just I think LA they're a one. super
3: team.
1: They are okay. a super
3: team. The way they've been competing, you know, and I think definitely bringing in um, Jimmy as a quarterback for them, right. and then also having that D lineman Ryan. Um, Okay. for them i think it's big you know jimmy jimmy definitely has um he's brought some juice to that offense you know he's got a big arm and things like that and he's been he's Mm -hmm. been keeping that offense uh going had this had had he not joined silver star i think we would kind of have that that conversation that does silver star belong here okay but i think with jimmy in that offense and having his arm and his skill set with the receivers to match you know their receivers have been playing very well as um their running back their running back is actually you know he's actually probably been helping take the load off of jimmy as well i think their yeah. running back is the number he's the number three rusher you know he has like 20 attempts for almost 165 yards he has a long he has the longest run of 66 you know um so that's a lot of work so he's getting 10 carries a game you know, averaging 10 carries a game. And that's, you know, for a quarterback, right, that's big. You know, the yeah. old linemen can get going. They can get running the ball. And I think Jimmy's doing a good job of operating through that offense. You know, I think, yeah, like them coming up from the area, they, they still got to try and bring in players and things like that. But if they keep continuing to keep the games close, I think as time goes on, they'll get the players to start to compete, you know, and not just being – you know, losing it towards the end of the games. Okay. But they're not far away. Their defense, I actually like their defense. You know, their defense isn't, they're not a lot of big guys. They run a three-man front. Hmm. They have a lot of speedy linebacker types and they they fly to the ball. You know, they 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 get there, man. I mean, pretty much every play. I mean, there's at least four or five guys on defense around the ball making the tackle, things like that. So you like to see that. I think they're they have a new defensive coordinator. And I think as he starts to Im- implement his uh, system, and as time goes, you know the guys will buy in. The guys will learn the system, get it more on a, a higher level, and start executing and flying around. I think you know, I, I, you know, I think they might struggle here and there this year, but I think I give them another a year or two, and they'll be they'll be started competing with IBM and Rise. You know, and uh, okay. maybe even beating them. You know, who knows? How far okay. do you think
1: they'll go this year?
3: Um, so what their division, their division, I think that, I think they'll get that playoff spot.
1: Yeah. I mean, the-
3: cause they have the win four, on the lions the right now. Right.
1: Yeah. Four of the six mm-hmm. in each division, mm-hmm. make the playoffs. But yeah. So I
3: think they have Panasonic next, you know, I think that'll be a tough one for them, especially down in Kansai. That's always, that's always tough playing Panasonic in Kansai, but they already have the win against the lions. I think they're easily in my opinion, I think they can easily take on the Deers, so that'll give them two, and they get into the playoffs. I think they'll be that fourth team. You know, who knows? They might catch IBM. IBM might have a slip up there. Who knows, right?
0: Well, it goes back but, to what I always say: any
3: given Sunday. Yeah, any given day. I mean, they don't—they don't look like the silver star that I thought they were going to look like. Right. I mean, once Jimmy joined, I know they're going to be a little bit better. So,
1: but I but, think they, yeah, that's. That's kind of carried over from last season, I think. They or even the season before. So I, I've mm-hmm. just really been liking they've been trending up mm-hmm. to my mind. They've been trending up over mm-hmm. the past year and yeah. a half, two years. So yeah. Um, They're a couple of pieces away. Yeah.
0: And the final game. The one that woke me up out of a sound sleep when BJ when BJ twit. When uh, I forget what time it was in the morning, and I look at it and I go, okay, that score, that's a halftime score. That's, but we got, uh, we got Obic and Elecom tying at 14 mm-hmm. apiece. So the question is, was this a loss for Obic and a win for Elecom or just straight out tie?
3: Oh, no, it was a, it,
0: from the man who's been there, what do you think?
3: It's, it's a win. It's a win. Because if you were there after the game, it was a right. draw. It was a tie. But you would have swore Elacom won. Right. Yeah. I mean, they came back to their sideline in front of their fans. Their their captain was, tr- like, talking super loud, super proud.
0: Yeah. That, I've that never was seen my, a team. That was my take. Yeah, That's what seen, I thought. Yeah. I'm like, I, it looks like they're winning, you know?
3: I've never seen a team so excited to have a draw, to have a tie. I've never seen that. And, like, I was kind of like, I mean, they deserved it. In my opinion, they should have went for two. They yeah. had the momentum. They had the momentum. They had them on the goal line. You're going to go for two. It's two yards, you know. Because even if you don't get the two and you lose 13 to 14, you still left the mark. You still leave that mark. Like It was yeah, a statement almost, game. Yeah. Statement and game. I felt like they should have went for two um, on that goal line. But the game? So for Elecom, they were, I get one, hold on, one. They're maybe they're three plays away from that game not even being close. Okay. You take away Pendel's pick six. Mm-hmm. You take away the block field goal. And then you take away Pendel's. Uh, he had a he had a second interception in the red zone that he should have just, he should have just either thrown it out of bounds or take it. They were driving. They were driving. And he, he rolled out, he threw one and uh, Sean Draper and uh, intercepted it in the end zone. He was trying to force it, but I think it was still second down. You know, you take away those three plays, it might have been 21, 28, 7 Elacom. You know, mm-hmm. that's how that, you know, the three plays away, and this game is right. we're, we're talking, we're having a whole different conversation. Um, you know, and that that take. Yeah, and I mean, for me, that was that was it for Elacom. Um, you know, Obic. I mean, pff, uh, so BJ, they're lost.
1: BJ, what do you think uh, Obic are missing on defense?
3: <laughs> heart. <laughs> they're missing heart. They're missing leadership. They're missing a lot. You know, um, that whole last drive. I'm sitting. I'm sitting in the stands and I'm watching. And at no point, there was no urgency. There was no urgency on the sideline. There was no urgency on the field. You know, guys, you know, getting down there, they, guys. And I told, and I told, and I'm not saying this. I told the guys right after the game, I was like, you guys started feeling sorry for yourselves. You guys started feeling tired. You guys were like, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm sore. And, you know, and on the sideline, yeah, the coaches, there's there's nothing. There was nothing, you know, right before that last play, before Pendel threw, like, literally, Elacom is huddling. The whole big defense—they're all just standing around waiting. Hmm. The coaches, nothing. Like there's no like, you know. And to even to even go back, okay. Elacom's first touchdown—it was a similar play. It was a little rollout, a dump, a dump to the flat. Their second touchdown—they did a little similar motion. They they rolled out, but what they saw, I and I guarantee they saw it on film um, from upstairs. They saw how much. The OBIC defense flooded that, that's uh the flood side. Or so basically all the routes run one way. And what Elecom did on that last touchdown was they left a guy trailing behind. Hmm. So they saw how Obic reacted to that. They just left that one guy trailing behind with nobody to cover him. And Pendel just has to boom, drop it over the top of the D-lineman. And you know, that was just, you know, Elecom. Drew it up good, you know. Like I said, the, the leadership on the sideline for Obik, I mean, I have no idea what the coaches were doing. You know, there's a lot of you. Even go into the offensive side of the ball, you play Jason Smith the whole first half, and then you take him out in the second half, and then you bring him in for the very last play of the game to try and throw a hail mary. You know what? What are you? What is the what is the Why thought they, process behind this?
1: Yeah, I was mm-hmm. wondering that. Was he injured and then they just brought him back, or just like no. Was- they, they just bench him, more.
3: yeah, coach they coach. pretty much
1: yeah. They pretty I mean, much just benched him. Yeah,
3: but and then if you're gonna put it in, if you're gonna put in Kobayashi at quarterback, right?
1: Yeah,
3: why not put Jason at receiver? He's the yeah. quarter, He's the quarterback. He knows all the plays. Yeah, you know, you you know. So if you go to the offensive side of the ball, there, there is no plan in my eyes, you know, and they're very predictable,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know. And um, he was
1: he was really good as a receiver for IBM last year. So like when they brought yeah, so, him over from IBM, that mm-hmm, I mean, it seemed like mm-hmm, they were trying to beef up their you know wideouts mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm, or receiver core. Yeah. Um, and then if you look at if you look at the
3: offensive side of Obik, like you have Holden, who's six five, six six, and you target him three times in a game. Yeah. When there's literally no one on the defense, that can cover him consistently. He's a big target, you know. You're going to throw him the ball
1: three times. Remember I told you the story about his first game in Japan when I was shooting it? I think it was uh, like Cranes or somebody. It was one of those spring games Obik was playing. And uh, I was down in the end zone. I was shooting it. Obik was, you know, inside the red zone, maybe on 10-yard line Mm -hmm. or something like that. And Holden, his first game in Japan, he splits out to the left. Yeah, he runs right down the middle. Yeah, Yeah. he was outside the hash marks and... But like, they they brought out a cornerback to cover him and the cornerback's Mm -hmm. head was like almost below his numbers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I looked at that and then I looked over at the quarterback and I could just see see his eyes just went like this. So I I just ran down to the corner and I pointed the camera at one position and I didn't even mm-hmm. look at the play because I said like the ball is coming here. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. They threw the ball yeah. like they just lobbed it out to Cole, uh, to, um, to him in the corner and to Holden. And he, I don't think he even had to jump. Like he barely had to like nope. you know, reach up, and nope. he was. So yeah. I'm yeah. I'm with you on that. Like it just when you have somebody that's that much of a size mismatch, it's, mm-hmm. you know, you should, and then like, even the ball inside yeah. the red zone, you should be just like throwing, you know, lobbing it up for touchdown, yeah. you know.
3: Yeah, and then you have you know you have arguably two two big-time receivers, right? You have Kinoshta and you have uh, Clark. I think Clark only got the targeted three times. You got, I think, Nori only got targeted twice. You know, so it's like you have all these weapons, but you don't know what to do with them, mm. you know? And so, yeah, I mean, that team, you can, you know, it, it, I was very interested to see how they were going to operate. You know, they got away with one with the Suns and... Mm. I, I mean, they're going to, they got a lot of soul searching to do. I'll say that. They really And I mean,
1: even if. For the year as well, by putting in a tie. Now my whole. Yeah. And I mean. this mess yeah. up the whole year, you know. Do you
0: think I mean, it, it goes to like what you said. It was a win for Elecon. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, you know, and I put this, I, I told, this is what I told a lot of the guys on defense after the game. I was like, you guys weren't prepared, huh? And a lot of them were like, nah, kind of and I was like see kind of leads to this
0: right was this and a case kind of them looking past
3: these guys mhm okay like i said I, I was part of that organization for 10 years right and i'll tell you right now i and i i don't i am speaking 100% just of what i've experienced and i already know how this team operated they practiced for fujitsu one day they practiced for elcom one day and then probably just whatever, or no, no, they probably practiced for, G- for Fujitsu on a Saturday. The Sunday, they probably did a mix of Elecom and Fujitsu. And then they just did a walkthrough on Saturday. So, like, I, right, they're peaking all the way into November, hmm. which leads to things like this. And right it's like that saying, right? You fail to prepare, you, prepare, you better prepare to fail. Right. You know, and... They play Tokyo Gas. Who they're probably not really. Are they gonna look at Tokyo Gas? Are they gonna prepare for Fujitsu again? Because I think right now, even Tokyo Gas doesn't have to win. But if they keep it close, right? Their Obi's gonna impose. then it
0: becomes a moral victory, not so much. Yeah. You know,
3: yeah. I mean, I think like just I don't. I think the the image of Obi fell within yeah. the last two weeks. I don't right. think anybody looks at them anymore. Like oh no we gotta play over
0: here. well i mean I yeah.
3: Think,
0: yeah and and for like i mean you were i mean i mean even you i mean i can hear it in your voice you're it not hurts. seeing your team the same way you did last year mm-hmm. and you know for any average fan you know and i'm gonna throw myself in as the average fan here mm-hmm. now i don't know what to think now mm-hmm. we don't bet on, i mean obviously nobody's betting on these games but let's just face it if if you're a gambling man and you got a gam you got a bet on an Obic now what are you thinking I'm like yeah. oh yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah
0: i mean what yeah i mean it is it, it it i mean like i said i woke up in the morning going what i mean i thought i thought I thought I was half asleep, and I thought, no, that's that's <laughs> actually that's actually what the score is. So
3: yeah, and I mean this this is all just coming from this is all just coming from the expectations that I have of my teammates and the expectations right. that I would have had had I been on that team still. Those are always the expectations that I have. So this is this is just me expecting more out of right. Them. You and know, obviously, to be
0: fair if you yeah. were there, if you were still on that team, team they would have won. Your guys would have won the game.
3: Oh, it would have been a little bit more. I mean, it, you know, Elecom, and I mean, obviously, yeah, I'm sitting in the stands, so I see won. a bigger picture. Elecom was smart. They adjusted very well, but there right. still was things where, you know, they were kind of like, well, yeah, they got a mobile quarterback. What are they going to do on the goal line? You yeah. Roll this guy out. You're not going to keep him in the pocket. The guy the guy can move. Right. And that's what they did on the last play. I'm, I was sitting next to one of my former teammates. I was like, watch, they're going to roll out, and he's either going to throw it to the flyer, or he's going to throw it back across his body. Hmm. And sure enough, he threw it right across his body. My teammate looks at me. My former teammate looks at me. He goes, "How the hell?" And I'm like, "Dude, they did that same play back in the end zone on the other side." And he was kind of like, "How do you remember that?" I'm like, "This, this is what this, like this, this like this is how my brain operates, man."
0: Right. But um,
3: right. no, it was. It's just more. It's this is more disappointment. You know, disappointment yeah. in 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 the team and things like that. And. You know, there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of soul searching going on there. You know, we're going to see, we're going to see in these next week or two, right? right. How are they going to, how are they going to handle it? Yeah. You know, we talked earlier about yeah. IBM, but. And
0: when we, and, like, when we, and mm-hmm. we, when we come back next week, we'll, we'll talk more about what we think is going to happen, obviously mm-hmm. coming up in the game. So yeah, let's, uh. Yeah, let's, let's uh, Yeah, we can um, go
3: on. Let's maybe we can do our predictions and if, see. If you I'm, guys want to do the predictions
0: now, John, we can wait till next week as I was
1: uh, I haven't had a so for the X1 Super, it's better to wait till next week to just
0: Yeah, that's what I, I thought. We can we can wait all till right. next week. Yeah. Um I just
1: want to ask BJ one thing so like obviously you and your brother went from Obix defense and you know they got rid of Jimmy and stuff like that and like there's all the issues that you talked about, but do you think do you think their problems are bigger on offense or defense right now? Or which one do you think it's easier to fix? Which one do you think they could sort out uh, quicker?
3: <laughs> Honestly, there's a. From what I've known, there's like I said, a, the soul searching is is real. Um, I think the coaches need to look at themselves in the mirror, you know, because yeah, they made the decisions that they made a couple months ago, and now. Was it the right one? Are they gonna stand by their words? Are they gonna stand by the decisions they made? Are they gonna point the fingers at the players? Are they gonna point the finger at someone else? Or are they gonna point the finger at themselves? In my experience, they're gonna point the fingers at the players, you know. And that's just that's just unfair because like I said, as a I'm a coach now. So as I look at it, if we don't win, I didn't prepare my players. Right. You have the better of talent. You have more... obic is more talented. And no disrespect to Elcom They have great players. Across the board, Obik is more talented. But you see what happens when you don't prepare in the way that you should prepare. And if you start peeking over the opponent's shoulders for somebody that's down the road, this is the kind of stuff that happens. Right. Offense or defense, I think... I think up until when me and Bronson were let go, mm. offense was where all the focus it all, all the focus needed to be. But now with me and Bronson gone, with pretty much your heart of your defense gone, I think both sides of the ball, they need to figure some stuff out because you know now there, there is the who's the leaders who, who's gonna who's gonna step up now when that when those crunch times come up because there was nobody yeah. elecom is driving on the field and i didn't hear nothing from any players you know like, hey they stop here they had them at fourth and 12 you know and you don't go and get them you don't go after the quarterback you play it safe you drop eight rush three you know why you have the best you have supposedly the one of the best D linemen in the x league Elecon's not known for having a monstrous o lineman that are going to stall you, you know, and what do they do? They throw it for a first down because their quarterback just sitting there in the pocket. On a fourth so, and 12. Fourth and 12. I'm going after him. That's yeah. 12 yards. That like, you know, you have some of the best D-linemen. You have fast linebackers.
1: Like, why not send the house? Right. We already you know, needed another uh, thirty minutes for Bj to vent about all you know. We're <laughs> half an hour. We're half an hour beyond last week's running time, and that was. Yeah, awful. but I mean, no, no I mean, it's just it's
3: just it's just there's there's a lot there's a lot. It's just it's it's not just simple, and you know we'll see we'll see what they they're gonna do from here on out, and you know I hope you know I hope they figure it out. You know, as much as as frustrating as it is to for me to be away from the program, I'm I still put in a lot of work. Put in 10 is, years into that uh, program.
1: Yeah, Colton is sitting yeah. there. Think, look, I end up his next team. He's like, oh, <laughs> guys, I could do a job. I wouldn't mean, get it, but I wouldn't mind
2: the shot.
3: <laughs> yeah, so, we'll I mean, like I said, we'll team. see. We'll see. Yeah.
0: Well, gentlemen, as, as we wrap up everything for the, well, at least my evening and, and you running into your guys' lunch out there, mm. um, before we let, before we end the show, Colton, um, can you let everybody know where they can find you if they're following your following your career, following you in sumo, following you in football? Do you have social media? Do you have, uh, you know, a Twitter sure. account? I mean, Instagram? I, I would just
2: follow John. John seems to get get a hold of me every six months or so to <laughs> type <into> whatever, whatever. <laughs> just look at Inside Sport Japan. I seem to be helping them with quite a bit of their content recently.
1: Winnie um, um, yeah, 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 you're 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 definitely meme worthy. You know, you're you're that um, you're that nexus point between sumo and grid. If you did rugby now, if you took mm, up rugby, you'd literally be you know the Venn diagram for you your life and inside sport Japan would just be a circle.
2: <laughs> it would just yeah, be a circle. way too much running in that.
1: Yeah,
2: and way way too much running. Uh, but to answer your question, I, I'm I'm on Facebook, Colton Runyon. Um, I don't have Twitter. Um, I I, I guess I'm yeah that would be the best place. Um, no, when,
1: when greg said let people know where they can find you he said what's uh, your address what's your physical address <laughs> show, people can show up to your house you know hey i i wouldn't mind it i'll,
2: I'll be honest it's getting a little boring here so yeah i'll, yeah. I'll give you the address here in kyoto we'll, yeah. we'll have some fun in the parking lot i don't mind
0: oh kyoto is a beautiful town i, I do know is, that yeah it is I do, I do know that and uh john you're at yeah. Insight, at, at Twitter, at Insta. well, you. I'm so gunning you're,
1: ISJ, but I'm on, uh, yeah, social media hiatus. So um, you can still, if, if somebody needs to get in touch with me, they can always, all the, the my DMs are open. So if you want to slide in there, <laughs> fire ahead, you know. Um, I'm still working on the OnlyFans account. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, I need to, I need <sighs> to do a little bit more cardio before that goes live. <laughs>
2: You've been promising well, that for like 10, 15 years, yeah. the cardio. You, you know, the so
1: one the one thing the I would say is Colton's team is called Club Bears. But, you know, you, you might want to put football in there before you do a Google search. If you just search for Club Bears, you may get a lot of hits that you weren't expecting. Um, right. There's a whole subculture there that, uh, you know, people. Well,
0: mean. and there's quite, there's a few Bears teams out there that, uh, you know, John and I are both fans of, so.
1: you know actually i should probably apologize to david pindell if we go back to last week i said he was like the he's his his, uh performance for ELECOM in the opening game reminded me of justin fields but uh after seeing the performance the other day i think you know pindell is a better quarterback
0: oh (laughs) god that was uh well i tell you what the bears
1: won oh Oh. stop one one that was like that's the that's the win that feels most like a loss that I've ever seen in my entire life. You
0: know? That game wasn't near as bad with the Cardinals, uh, the Rams. Cardinals Rams game. I was yelling at the the, the 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 screen the entire time and spent all afternoon here listening to uh, um, people down in Phoenix basically calling for Kings, uh, Kingsbury's head and rightly so. But that's just the Cardinal fan in me. So, well, um, and BJ, how everybody can get a hold of you.
3: Not- yeah. So my, yeah, my Twitter is a uh, bjbd fifty um, nine. 59. My Instagram is uh, I have two. So Buffalo soldier S O J A. And then for my football stuff, it's BJ underscore BD 23.
0: And for yeah. me, um, you can get me at CFL America. You can get all of us at gridiron Japan on Twitter. And in terms of where you can hear the podcast, if uh, we're on every podcast, I think every podcast player out there, I've been doing searching. So, but Apple podcast obviously is the big one that we're on. Um, But if you don't have access to your Apple podcast or anything, uh, and you're just at your desk somewhere, you just type in gridironjapanradio.net. That'll go right to Spotify. And if you're looking for, you know, anybody out there who's interested in uh, as to what football, American football in Japan is like, we do have a YouTube page that has links to other providers that have games, including the X-League, the, um, you know, and you can see Colton, we've got Colton's game on there, uh, bookmarked from, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that is at gridironjapan.tv.net. So with that, all, all that said on behalf of John, BJ, Colton, and myself, thank you for listening.